for some reason, when I put a GIF on StreamYard, it was too big. The file was too big. Um, hmm. But yeah, don't pick your nose right now because we are live on YouTube. Uh, welcome, anyone who's here. Uh, but anyways, it looks like we have no one, which was expected on the first try here. But um, yeah, welcome to another episode of Bored and Annoyed. And this is a very special episode because we are actually live. So um, you'll get to understand why it actually takes us four and a half hours to record an episode because we're actually really terrible at this banter. But um, I am Jackson. I'm home at the movies. And welcome to another episode of Bored and Annoyed. So uh Home. We're both working from home. Yes. H O M E. How has that experience been? Uh, it's been strange. Um, I actually miss my coworkers, which I, you know, I, I don't know if I would have said 10, 10 years ago that but, you would uh, actually miss them. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I miss it. Um, but no pants. Great. Oh, you don't have pants on right now never said right now but uh, well i don't nobody knows yeah nobody nobody knows now i will say that you actually look even worse on video here than you do when you come to my house um thanks you know and 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 if you came over with no pants on we probably couldn't record the show so (laughs) so that's verner would be all over me yeah it's verner yeah verner is uh he's napping by the way um, I could turn the uh, the camera and show him, but we're just gonna uh, leave that a mystery. How's he been doing with this whole uh, situation? He's pretty. He's pretty scared. I mean, he's in that you know age range really? uh, where it's it's really difficult. But I thought, he, um, I thought he was like somewhere between two hundred and three hundred. I thought like I thought he's seen some stuff. That's true. You, he he lived through the Black Plague, the the bubonic plague or whatever. Right. Yeah, right. that's true. I mean. You know, I just, this is a new one. You know, it's, it's uncertain. He's seen the horrors of the previous, uh, of the previous versions of viruses. So, right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what's, what's life been like for home? Uh, you know, I mean, yesterday was my first day working from home. Uh, I realized the second that somebody tells me I can't do something, I really want to do it. So I like, I really want to go see people. I want to do things. And uh, everything being canceled is is uh, it's killing me a little bit. I actually, uh, but it's nice. I um I went for a jog, ah. and uh, I, I've been I've been running every day, and uh, you know now I can get everything done in the day by like five thirty, which is pretty uh, sweet. Yeah, you know that's funny you mentioned that. We went for a walk yesterday, and it was like beautiful outside. And then you wake up today, and there's snow on the ground. But but even going for a walk, it's like when somebody walks by you, you're all like, oh, oh you can feel oh, it. Shit. Oh God, you know. But nobody cares about nobody cares about our personal lives. So shall we start the show? Sure, let's start the show. So yeah, with it being virus season, uh, we figured we would start with some news, virus-related news. Now, um, as many of you know, if any of you are trying to go see movies, which you know you possibly could be, considering this is a movie podcast and you have any interest in listening to this, um, you may have noticed that theaters are closed. Uh, so. Apparently now it's being reported that, you know, a week or two ago, it said that they were expecting the cost. It was expected to cost the film industry $5 billion, $5 billion, but now it's 20. So this is, I mean, I, the second that they started delaying things and then they started, uh, you know, doing it, it was to be expected that it was going to become this sort of massive loss. What I'll be interested to see is what is the government going to do in response? Like, is there going to be some sort of bailout for all companies, you know? Yeah, well, and that's just it. Like, we care about the movie industry because we see movies. uh, But think about all the other shit. I mean, that's just a drop in the bucket, right? Right. I mean, restaurants, bars, um, waitstaff, service industry people losing their jobs. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, solo Wookie just commented, uh, you know, where do we live where we have the problem of snow? We live up in wonderful Wisconsin. And, uh, by the way, if anybody, you know, listening to this wants to get involved the next time and chat with us on here, uh, make sure you're following us on YouTube. Uh, so you can chat and we'll throw you up on here, give you a shout out or whatever, but thank you solo Wookie. 
Um, yeah, so $20 billion, you can't even imagine how much money in general the economy is losing. I mean, we're not CNN, so we're not going to sit here and discuss, you know, global economic policy and bailouts and all that stuff. But it's a little scary, especially if you like going to the movie theater in the case of movies. Right. I mean, well, it's just, it's kind of, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of, you could say, I don't know. It's very serious. It's, it's a serious thing that's going on. Um, but it's, it's become, you know, I, I'm always concerned about people's safety, but the, the problem now is like, what's going to happen to the economy? Uh, and yeah, we don't have to spend time talking about it because we're not CNN, we're not experts, but it's like, I mean, you can't like stimulus, like that's not going to solve everything like a thousand dollar stimulus or whatever. Like that's, it's a, it's a whole, you know, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach him to fish, feed him for a lifetime thing. So true. Yeah. You can't coop people up in their house and yeah. expect a healthy country period. Yep. Right. Uh, you know, it's funny too, when this started like a few days ago, it was like every day the news was getting worse, you mm -hmm. know? So like first I saw, uh, we've got, you know, Marcus theaters, AMC and new vision are the three, you know, main movie theaters that we have in town here. Um, and first I saw, I noticed Marcus had like a new seating chart where they X'd out. Like oh. it was like two seats, two X's, two okay. seats to, uh, you know, Cut mm -hmm. down on the or, or increase the social distancing, right? Um, and then New Vision sent an email saying, you know, uh, hey, we're gonna really be hitting everything with sanitizer or whatever. Um, you right. know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that is I, true. Went, <laughs> I went to uh Target last night. Yeah, I've dangerous, I braved the world. That is crazy. And uh, yeah, well, it was like 9 30 at night. I'm not gonna go when there might be a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> uh downright nerdy downright podcast nerdy. yeah you're, he just his comment is point. being cooped up is almost as bad as rise of skywalker now rise of skywalker released early on video on demand so if you really wanted to hurt yourself you yeah. could theoretically you know sit in your house and watch rise of skywalker you know um, you ever thought about like that what's it fiverr that new you know streaming thing like i'll do anything for five bucks yes sure yeah i would pay, i would pay five bucks for you to stream you watching rise of skywalker with with live commentary hey anybody in the chat that wants to do it feel Just free saying. go for it um yeah so that actually live commentary would be fun for mm. rise of skywalker uh but by the way speaking of star wars uh our our buddy cookie from just a little podcast was on our downright nerdy podcast last weekend and sure. he won the draw so he will be he selected the original star wars as our movie this weekend so if you have time on sunday night drop by at seven central and check that out um but yeah so so the, obviously there's the money involved with that. Uh, now we have movies being delayed. I know a couple movies we're both really excited for. We're not going to see one of them indefinitely. We don't know when is Black Widow. Right. And Bond got delayed to November. So this sucks. Yeah, no, I'm uh, the one that really got me and the one that was like, OK, this is this is real now. Uh, we have to take this series was uh, Black Widow because I was like, OK, as long as Black Widow is on the horizon in May, we might have a chance of things blowing over. But now it's like, mm -hmm, no, no, yeah, that's if, a month and a half away. Yeah. If Disney is like, mm, we're going to we're going to hedge our bets. And uh, that doesn't give me any hope for this going away anytime soon. Right. Yeah. No, I it's it's worrisome. I mean, I've got tickets to a couple concerts this summer and I'm getting yeah. like panicky about like July shit that yep. I have planned. You yep, know, I'm, yeah, I've got uh, tickets for Electric Forest in uh, June. Oh, that's uh, real close. That's way that's too real close. close. It's it's looking that's like only a quarter a, of a year away. I only a quarter of a year away. Right. Uh, yeah. So that sucks. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Cancel all your plans, everybody. If you can get refunds now, apparently do it. But but it is. I mean, it is like it's a, like it sucks. And I, I love the memes that are coming out of this. Like, it's nice that people can find joy in this. But it's some uh, some of them are pretty great. Yes. And and it's like, you know, this is a serious thing. And it, I'm glad that people are taking it seriously. I'm glad, glad that businesses are taking it seriously. Um, but yeah, it it just kind of sucks in the meantime. 
So uh, Solo Wookie asks, bored and annoyed, do you know if box office includes snack items or is that just a movie ticket sales? I've always movie wondered, but speculated sales. it was just movie ticket sales. So yeah, it would yep. be movie ticket sales. Now, um, the, the snack deal is is to, uh, is to is for the purpose of movie theaters making money. So they're not selling snacks. They're not selling shit. They're just closed. Um, yeah, but... I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, so there's that. There's James Bond. Everybody was excited for. But on the plus side, some of these studios have decided to go ahead and let us watch movies from home. Now, none of them are giant. Uh, Universal uh, is releasing Invisible Man, The Hunt, mm -hmm. uh, Emma, and I believe Trolls 2 uh, is, is coming out, out this Friday. I think maybe Trolls is like a week or two away. But uh, but this Friday, Let's... yeah, Troll. trolls too, trolls too, yeah yeah, not troll too, oh. not to be confused with troll. I, mm. No, the little the little mm. uh, you know. Yeah yeah yeah. I I literally I was like, are they they're re-releasing trolls too? Yeah, special edition with enhanced <laughs> effects. Right, troll too. If anybody hasn't seen troll too, check it out yes it's just wonderfully terrible um oh but yeah God. so so this weekend now i'm pissed i went and saw any movies and risked getting the virus because i could have just sat on my ass right here and watched them at home so right. so yeah that's great that's just great um and somebody pointed out too the invisible man it's like you know, now it's a metaphor for the virus too. You don't mm. know where it is. So, uh, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of, kind of nice. And you wonder what'll be happening moving forward with that bloodshot just came out like five days ago. That's coming out on streaming next Tuesday. Right. So, you know, it sucks for all you people that wasted your time going to see that. Cause I can't imagine it was any good, but you could have just sat at home and watched it. Um, I mean wasn't there a service? I feel like there was a service a few years ago that that they were uh, they were talking about the idea of you 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 purchase a movie and you you actually spend more than what you would spend if you went to the theater. I think it was like twenty bucks. But if you did that, uh, you would have twenty a twenty four hour window that you could watch it as many times as you want. Um, so rumor has it the way they're doing this for the hunt and stuff mm -hmm. this weekend, because they have to make up for the fact that like four people could be watching it in your house. Right. right. So apparently from what I understand, and of course, if I was a good reporter, I would actually confirm this, but it's 20 bucks and you get it for two days. Okay. That's from what I understand of how it works. I don't know if that's like when you rent something on Amazon and it's like you have 28 days. Once you start it, you have 48 hours. That's right. typically how it is with like Amazon rentals. But mm -hmm. but yeah, that's the rumor. And it's 20 bucks. I mean, it's not cheap if you're watching it by yourself. But, you know, if you and your significant other or a buddy buddies come over, you know, less than 10 people. We don't advocate. Right. We don't advocate yeah. breaking the rules. But um, but yeah, theoretically, you all chip in, you know, three or four bucks. Sit around you know, give each other hand jobs and watch a movie, you know? Wow. Yeah. We Good advocate, times. we advocate hand jobs <laughs> and we advocate physical I mean, contact during a quarantine. I mean, who no doesn't more than 10, who doesn't no more like, than 10. yeah, nine, nine hand jobs nine, happening nine hand at jobs. once. Yes. Yep. That's, I mean, that sounds totally like a fine. great time. Just a great time for everyone involved. Whatever floats your boat. Unless man. it's like, unless it's like, uh, uh, what was the movie uh, the, with the 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 guys who were sewn ass to lips? Uh, the human centipede. Oh, the, human the last centipede. guy, the guy who's not getting a hand job, he's just right. giving yeah, one. No, he's just he's just left out. Yep. You know, poor there's... guy. Yep. <laughs> Life's all about reciprocity, and uh, right. Guy, well, and then there's the guy at the front who's just getting a hand job, and he doesn't have I to give. I one. tell you what, there's there's one there's 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 nothing that is a better metaphor for society than one guy at the front getting a hand job and not having to do anything. And one guy giving one and not getting yeah. anything in return. Hey, Bernie, I hope you're listening. This is <laughs> this. You, you need to overtake Biden. This is it. This is the, yeah. this is the this metaphor. Is, this is your t-shirt. But yeah, I mean, that's it for, uh, for news. Is there any other unrelated coronavirus news that you have that you can think of for us to talk about? I mean, we uh, don't have to dwell on the virus, you know? I, I did see semi-good news in that uh, there is um, uh, a, a, uh, 
a group of, of uh, scientists in Seattle who's actually moved on to human testing for, okay. uh, for uh, a cure for the virus. So that is astounding because that's yeah. really fast. Now, am I, I'm going to put my movie hat on here. Mm. He turns into like uh, like a genetic... You know what I mean? He's right. he's the lizard man from from Spider Man. I was you gonna know? say, you know, that's you know, I swear to God, like I don't know if multiple realities exist, but if they do, we're in like the shittiest one because oh, twenty twenty sucks. Yeah, well, it's it's like, but even think about it like this way: like, what if there's a the, the, what if there's a a universe where instead of oh you get a virus and you just get sick, it's like oh you got a virus and now you've got a third testicle or. You, you know, you've got a fourth arm. Yeah, that's right. In that universe, everybody has three arms. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we just have stuff that kills us. We don't, we have yeah, nothing no. fun. We have yeah, nothing, nothing that just like makes you strong. Or yeah. Like, like that's oh, cool. you're strong, but your skin is, you, you got cracked skin. You're like the, uh, the stone men. Oh God, the stone men. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah grayscale. Grayscale. In, yeah. In, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fucks Game up of your Thrones. Skin, fucks up your skin, but you got super strength. Like it, at least we you survived. You, you yeah, survived. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. There you go. I mean, there's another movie. Let's go to that world where I the go viruses to don't attack you. They help you out. You know, well, the, I'm not saying, well, you know, prejudice, like, oh, you got the virus. Now you got four arms. What you, what, what kind of shirt you're going to wear? Perfect. That's true. You have to figure that out. And then it's like, oh, I don't. And then you got like a whole society of like people who can only get off on like forearmed people. Okay. It's like, you know, new fetishes, you know, forearmed people are just like regular people. Let them get married, you know, kind you, of thing. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there was someone out there. You bring up vet fetishes. Uh, what if there's probably someone out there who's like got a fetish for this virus? They oh they God. just think it's they just think it's great. They want it so bad, you know. Or they just like viruses in general. Like they just like look at microscope petri dishes and like yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Mm. Somebody, yep, somebody. They're having that hand job party we were talking about. They're doing it for the virus. But but yeah, are you, right, are, right. I mean, any anything else? Or are we ready to uh, discuss Twelve Monkeys here? We are ready to discuss Twelve Monkeys. So, All right, yeah. So go ahead. You you do the intro for Twelve Monkeys. I, I've got the control panel, so I'm kind of hogging the show. But okay, go for it. So, so we've got we've got uh, Bruce Willis, uh, man traveling back in time, trying to prevent the uh, spread of a deadly disease that kills what ninety nine percent of humanity thereabouts. Uh, and then, uh, there's Brad Pitt. Um, I don't, are there <laughs> any other like really named people in this? Uh, there is Christopher Plummer, Christopher Plummer. He's that's right. in it. He's yep. in it. And, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, he's been, he was in contact. Uh, do, 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 God damn it. Oh, the name? fucking redhead. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. He's and always he's, I, a dick. He's always should... a dick. Right, he is, and I should know his name because he's been in enough shit. Yeah. Um. But always yeah, he's dick, he's always a dick. He's always a dick. And then the woman in it is Madeline Stowe, and I actually really like her. So yeah. I'm kind of surprised that she wasn't, uh, you know, a bigger star than she is. I mean, she's good in the movie. Uh, you know. But but yeah, basically, a guy from the distant future has to go to the past, not even to stop the virus, though. That's not his goal. That's right. It's to gather information about the spread of the virus. Right. Yep. So he's got to come back with some sort of information because uh, I, I want to say it's like 40 or 50 years. No, I, I guess Bruce Willis is probably like 40. So it's probably like 30 years in the future. Um, you know, it's well, OK. Mm. There's there's something weird about this movie though. Okay. Because okay, so he goes back to Okay, now maybe I was confused about the timeline. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But I swear to god, he goes back in time to say the future no, the present is 97. And he goes back to 1990. Is okay, that correct? We got, 
I don't think that's correct. Okay. He goes back to 96. The movie came out in 95 and he goes back to 90, which is six years too early. The right. first time yes. he goes yep. back. Yep. Um, and then he comes back and he's like, you assholes. He sent me, you know, way to too the far wrong the- time. Yeah. Right. So he, uh, as far as when it takes place, that's a, that's a good question, but, um, I can look that up real quick, but no, it's not, it's not the late nineties. It's, okay. it's, past that no 2035 2035 2035 okay so we're only behind by about you know 15 years on this or whatever it is um but yeah it's a it's a weird movie it's uh terry gilliam um he did the like uh kind of cult classic movie brazil with uh jonathan price and and uh robert de niro um he's kind of into typically doing the uh, you know, metaphor type deals, which this movie's a little bit more normal than mm. than a lot of the movies he's made. Um, it's, got, it's got some metaphors in there, and it definitely but. has the look that industrial, like mm-hmm. ugly look, especially like the future, the underground future is very strange. The future but, um, reminds me of like a cross between Blade Runner and Super Mario Brothers. Yes, I would say that's accurate. I would say that is accurate. The way people are dressed and everything. Um, the, the So he basically, he's a prisoner, Bruce Willis is in 2035. We really don't know what he did. Um, right. But essentially they get called up to do like surface duty where they have to go to the surface and gather like, you know, some sort of li- living organisms or whatever so they can be studied. They bring it back down. And there's like this panel of these creepy scientists. They remind me of... Uh, um, guilty in the superman movies you know that's what they reminded me of uh but yeah basically they uh they decide that he's really observant so they're going to send him to the past to gather information on the virus that they can bring back so it's a weird fucking movie but but it's uh it's entertaining the performances are good I love Brad Pitt in this, especially the scene where he's introduced and he's just batshit in the mental asylum. Yeah. 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 I love it. I, I love it because it's like, I think it's my favorite Brad Pitt performance. Maybe it is. It is. It's amazing. And he outshines Bruce Willis so fucking hard because it's like, I think, and I think maybe at the time I would have been more impressed with Bruce Willis's performance. Sure. But now you're like, well, you're just you're just doing standard Bruce Willis. You're like, what do you mean? I don't know what's going on. You know, yeah. like kind of thing. It's like, well, checks in the mail or something, you know, like, you <laughs> he's, know, like he does have he has to. It's a little bit harder of a performance. There's one scene where he's got like a glob of spit that's like yeah. hanging to the ground. And it's hard to watch because it's so mm. disgusting. Yeah. Um, but no, Brad Pitt gets introduced and he's batshit. And he's like yelling at this woman to get out of his chair. And he starts talking about like requesting TV shows. And he just, he goes fucking crazy. Um, That three minute scene is unbelievably awesome. I love it. It's hilarious. It Um, might've been my favorite scene in the movie. My, it's certainly my favorite scene Mm -hmm. just because of how, how awesome it is. Now there are little nuggets that happen throughout the movie that are kind of neat. Um, but it's funny because I saw this, is this your first time watching this out of curiosity? Ah, first time watch. So I guess I'll ask you since you're more intelligent, hopefully than I was when I first saw this, how predictable was some of the stuff? Oh, I thought it was a very, I thought it was a very predictable movie. Okay. Uh, overall um but that's because i've seen movies that's true and i also understand like this sort of hinges on the crux of is it real is it not and well it doesn't really hinge on it but it's like one of the story aspects like is he insane or is he not and i keep thinking like look even in 1996 or five when this came out you can't do the whole it was all a dream thing Yes, it's 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 uh like it's basically taboo for script writers to do that at this point. You just I would agree because everybody feels like they were cheated if you do that. Yeah, nobody so, wants to waste their time with that. Exactly. So the second they introduce that, I'm like, one, I don't believe this, and two, uh, you've done enough to establish that by the end, uh, I absolutely know for actually halfway through the movie, I absolutely know he's not crazy. Right. 
So. Right. Well, yeah. Well, especially they're they're dropping hints, and I mean, what, what's your grade of this movie before uh, we get into spoilers? I'd probably, I mean, give, it like kinda, an, I'd probably give it a B. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'll like, give I'll I'll give it an A minus. Sure. Uh, had you have asked me ten years ago, I would have said A plus. I used to love this. Mo- I still love the movie, but right. it is that uh, like there's a lot of things in here where it's like, well. Um, and we're kind of venturing into spoiler territory here. I need a little play that I can, a thing I can click spoiler <laughs> warning, you know, whatever, but, um, can work on that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, first good idea I've ever had in my life. Um, but no, I, uh, I think that there's, there's not like the, the kid in the well, right. When he's like, oh no, the kid's in a barn. It's like, well, obviously you're dropping that because that's going to be the moment where she, you know, and the voicemail at the beginning, that's like the girl's voice. Oh, you didn't leave that voicemail? And it's like, all this stuff is like, that's if if nothing happens with that, this isn't the rise of Skywalker. It's a good movie. So if nothing (laughs) happens with that, you know, it's not going to make any sense, right? Right. So so for those reasons, I feel like they could have maybe more cleverly, you know, finagled the plot um now okay question for you on this whole concept though too because it's your first time seeing this one um the whole dream flashback thing does that work for you knowing movies now the way you do because it's almost like you're not supposed to know but which seems really obvious we're doing spoilers which dream flashback are we talking about the airport dream flashback yeah we're talking about how bruce willis keeps talking about this dream and you see little nuggets of the dream throughout the movie it's clearly a memory or flashback i believe the movie opens closed up on his eyes as a kid right yep it opens up with the dream and then he wakes up and then they send him out to do the uh the uh scavenging yeah Um, uh i mean to me it was like it it relies on film language, like the whole like sort of washed out colors, the slow motion, the the sort of echoey voices, and then obviously starting on his eyes, it lets you know that it's it's a dream and it's from his perspective, and then he wakes right. up in, in the current time. Um, so you're led to believe right off the bat, like this is this is real, this is a thing that exists in his head already. Sure. Yep. So when you're starting from that point, it's kind of like. Okay, so now, yes, we're in a subjective world, but this is a thing that he's experienced, and we are experiencing this movie chronologically with him. Sure. So even if, like, it's just there's no way that it's it's not real. It's there's no way that there the time travel isn't real, uh, and maybe he has some problems. But they also bring up the idea of like time travel is hard on you. Yeah, and uh, that would explain a lot of sort of his kooky behavior. And the more time he spends in a time the less crazy he seems that's true which i liked yeah actually i liked that now well it makes sense because it's like he's like coming down from right. whatever happens yeah the you know? first time he goes back he's like a raving lunatic who like beat the shit out of five cops or whatever yeah um now th- does that does that give too much away because it's not entirely clear if I, when you first see the movie it's because he's got like a wig and a mustache on you don't yes. really see his character in that you know memory sequence right. until w- as soon as he puts the wig on you're like oh that's it but yeah. but did you know it was him just not, from watching not at the beginning but knowing time travel stories you're like well right. you tend to sort of loop in on on whatever whoever's going back in time there tends to be a loop you know yes it's it's true i mean it started popularly with terminator so yeah it's it's about the most interesting thing you can do exactly time travel yeah exactly and actually it's the most interesting and now it's basically the most played out you know except for when it's dark and they just knock it out of the park and make it amazing well because because there you don't really know where because they talk about knots in that show and you know you don't know where the knots start or end yeah and it's funny how that show has probably brought down every time travel related thing that i've ever what watched down a peg because i can't i can't watch 12 monkeys without thinking like wow how does dark do this without it being so telegraphed all the time right you know what i mean exactly exactly um yeah it's kind of a genius show but anyways not talking about dark uh yeah this this was a predictable movie but fun it Uh, is it's a lot of fun Um, uh now i texted you about how the akja 
it's an Akja prequel. It because, is. Yep. Because you have the 12 monkeys are Paul Dano's crew. Yep. I really like the twist that all they did was let the animals out of the zoo. Yeah. I think I that's that. like brilliant. The fact that they've been obsessing over these 12 monkeys, you know, for for three decades or whatever, four decades. And right. then it's like, oh no, this idiot kid just wanted to let the monkeys out of the zoo and yep. it's perfect for his character because you know we we talked about in joker how it's like can you imagine joker being like this criminal mastermind right. guy right. and it's kind of like the, it's kind of like that in this movie like brad pitt's character in this is going to like brilliantly release this plague in all these separate locations throughout the globe and you know it's just i don't know i found right. that twist really fun Right. No, I, I, I like that. And, you know, we talk about metaphors in this movie. I mean, they uh, they talk about quarantining the insane, you know, can't spread the insane. And I'm like, that's I mean, this is a movie about. Yeah, it's about the virus and it's about time travel and it's about um, it's about some other things, too. But I, a lot of it I really found to be a social commentary on sort of separating the mentally ill um, yep. because they really hammer that home in that sequence with Brad Pitt. Yeah, they do. And yeah, you're right. It's quarantining the mentally ill. Like they're not helping these people. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, and then there's even, there's an awesome scene with the doctor, uh, Madeline Stowe's character, where she's talking to like her, her supervisor or the person who used to be her supervisor. And she's like, well, okay, we're psychologists. We get to decide who's fucking crazy. Yep. It's right? the new, it's the new religion. Right. Which I loved that because it was such a, it was such a snapshot of the time because it really was called that like in all of, you know, I was barely old enough to remember that, but I remember psychology really getting huge in the nineties. Yeah. That would it makes sense. I mean, yeah. that's what ruined all of us now today is the damn psychology. Right. right? I, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. The movie is really, it's, it's fun stuff in it too. Like there's one part where he gets sent back to world war one and right. like his buddy who he was like cellmates with is there. Yeah, that was um, awesome. Yeah, that was, that, that was one of those moments where I was like, okay, this is this is a fun movie. Yeah, because that is uh, and then and then she like recognizes him from somewhere and she yep. doesn't really know where, but she studied World War One. And then when the guy, uh law and order guy, uh calls her to let her know that the bullet was uh that the bullet was fired in the 20s or whatever, then it's it clicks in her head and all of a sudden yep. it flips because the next time he comes back, he basically thought he was just imagining the future and yep. he's now the one who believes that he's insane and yep. she trusts it or she thinks he's right. Um, yeah, really fun. And then she gets put in the shoes of having to be the person who, you know, is spouting the crazy nonsense, you know, you know what I, and there was something that, like I said, this, I feel like this movie is functioning on a few different levels. One was, uh, you know, it still functions as a contagion movie. Uh, and I was really kind of blown away with uh, Bruce Willis. They go to like a like a prostitute hotel. And I was sort of blown away with the idea of like, Bruce Willis is like, I just want to exist here in this time, blah, 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 with you. And I want to be sane or whatever. And he's like spouting off like this, this thing. And I'm like, this is kind of what everybody who like it is going through a tough, a tough time, like a quarantine where it's like, you just want to exist, a, you know, saying where you are with the people that you care about. It's true. And I was, true. I was it's like why I wish we were together right now um, <laughs> instead of in this horrible predicament. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the chemistry is a little off today. What, what you don't realize guys is that he's actually, it's like a game of battleship. He's on the other side of the table right now. Uh, we're oh in my the god, same that, wouldn't room. that be amazing? <laughs> the lighting is yeah. it's pretty close. It's close. Yeah, close. it could it could definitely be. Um, but yeah, I, I'm trying to think what else is pretty great in this. I it took me a minute, um, just from a technical perspective to understand what the hell was going on with Brad Pitt's eyes, but then they have a close-up and they kind of give it away that it's a contact. Yep. Um, which I mean, unless he's like that guy who played Pennywise, he can't actually do that. So yep. clearly it's a contact, but it looks convincing. I mean, yep. he looks crazy. In he this. looks crazy. Yeah, he does. He does. No, he's, he's, he's legitimately great. Uh, favorite character in the movie by a, by a mile. Yes, uh, I would agree. The, the problem is, is in the scenes where he has to go nuts. Uh, and we talked about this before we recorded. 
the ADR is 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 piss poor at best. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> solo Wookie is playing Battleship, I think here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, he yeah he, he commented B six. Um, but no, you're right. It's terrible in a lot of this movie. Like beyond and I, and I don't know maybe that was just a thing in the 90s maybe there were more movies that were like this yeah. um because like I, I don't I don't remember that gripe even the last time I watched this which was probably like five or so years ago maybe it's because technology is better everything's easier to what? see easier to hear watching one of the Jack Ryan's a few months ago I noticed it there too I think it's something about that time period i think there was a lot of like we'll fix it in post we'll fix it in Got post it. And yeah it's like eh, he didn't really fix it in post and you're right he suffered probably the most out of any character with it but there was a lot of scene there were a lot of scenes where i'm like ooh. well i feel bad on. for the sound guy because the sound guy had to be running the gamut of like you know where the peaks and valleys would be because he would start here and then he would end up way you know he'd right way so like that's a lot of work for that guy so i it makes sense how that ended up happening well it's like there there's a scene where they're driving in the car they're the uh the well scene where the radio's playing yes and whatever and it's like you're watching that scene and it's like no audio your brain has you know it, it picks up on differences like yes. it doesn't sound like those voices are in a closed car with a radio exactly yeah it sounds like it's a different plane you know what i mean it's a yep. it's a different thing they're sitting in front of a microphone like this you know probably a little bit more expensive but you know yeah and, and, and that kind of falls on the uh the audio engineer on that one i mean i don't want to call anybody out maybe there were you know budgetary constraints i don't know but uh i you know it's 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 the most glaring fault in the movie as far as like a technical thing um yeah narratively because like i said narratively it's just very uh predictable and that's it's, kind of it's fun but predictable so i mean you know at least it's not broken there's nothing no. in it that that doesn't get wrapped up there's nothing in it that doesn't really make sense yeah you like know it's kind of, um, I guess the way I think about it is like, and this is not an insult. It's like, if, if I were to write a time travel movie, I'm not that great of a writer. It's probably what I would end up doing. Um, right. and I think it's what a lot of people would end up doing as far as like contagion time travel insane. Yeah. Take these things do it. I do like the fact that it doesn't become about stopping the virus from happening until the very end of the movie. Right. You know what I, I liked- mean? I liked that. And I liked the whole, like, uh, what was it? Um, the, the woman on the plane who's like, Oh, I work in insurance or whatever. Isn't that the girl, the lady who sent him back? Yep. It's one of the, yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay, so she's there. She time traveled as well. My, my thought being like, and you have to answer it for yourself, but my thought being, okay, well she kills him there. Cause now they know, you know, they know. So they'll kill him there. They'll deal with the consequences or whatever. It intrigued me though, in insofar as like I can't stop the writer part of my brain from functioning, and I'm like, you know, what would be an amazing movie, is a movie where <laughs> it's it's time travel, but time travel was invented in like this kind of time, you know, like this sort of dystopian future. But then like, it's it's like 17 futures removed from that time travel, but the people from that time still have it. So like like oh, we tried to prevent this, we tried to prevent that, but like. It's, could you imagine like, I, I don't, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like the idea of like, they have seen so many different apocalypses that they have prevented that the people from another time who are like, are living in maybe like a utopia that they have enabled. They're like, you would never understand my time and you would never understand how many pitfalls I kept humanity out of. Sure. From- you know, like sure. Yeah. Cause would, everybody's just living oblivious to. Yeah. That would be, shit. I would it's love cool to idea. see, I would love to see that. Yeah. I don't know what cool the story idea. is there, but I like it. Now. Um, I, I guess we're talking about the ending. Uh, yeah. what happens at the end is basically the, the vision that the movie started with was Bruce Willis's character as a little boy and Bruce Willis, uh, time traveler, Bruce Willis as an adult is trying to stop, uh, uh, Jonathan Morsey, I believe is his name. I looked up his name and then I forgot it instantly. Okay. But, um, but yeah, he's trying to stop him. The contact guy, 
right. from releasing this virus. David Morsi, by the way, excuse me. So, I'm sorry, David. But he's trying to stop him because David's going through the airport. He kind of uh, has spouted off some stuff earlier in the movie about how humans are pieces of shit. And yep. we're just going to destroy nature and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So he's going to release this virus that Brad Pitt's dad created. Um, right. And Bruce Willis goes to stop him, gets shot by the cops. David Morsey gets on the plane. And you are to assume either, like you said, the woman kills him right there. Yeah. Uh, which I believe the virus would still have been released in Philadelphia. Because he opened, yeah, because he opened the thing in Philadelphia. Right. So then the question is, because she says I work in insurance, and I'm like, that's such a pun. Like she's the insurance for him failing. Yes. So it's like, okay, obviously we're meant to assume that she kills him. And there was possibly going to be a trilogy out of this. Okay. So I don't know if your brain goes anywhere else with that ending. I don't. don't, mm, No, this is good enough. Okay. I don't really need to say anymore. I, th- okay. I think sequels would actually maybe make this worse. Did you ever watch the TV show on Sci-Fi Channel? No, I didn't. Uh, the first season was okay. Second season was garbage. Mm-hmm. I fell off. I, dude, I got lost. It was so fucking confusing. It's one of those. Oh, but um, okay. By the way, I did not realize that uh, Brad Pitt was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for an Oscar for this. Good. He lost to Kevin Spacey in The Usual Suspects. Okay. And... Okay. Yeah. And uh, and he did win a Golden Globe for this. Okay, so, good, good. Yeah, I, I like Brad Pitt. I think he's a great actor. Um, shit, you brought up something that I'm trying to remember what it was now. Oh, I'm uh, so sorry. Yeah. I do this no. all the time. See, this is where being live sucks because Alex just, he, he pauses the recording in person and he beats me over the head with a rolled up magazine. You know? Yep, yep. You fucking said something and then you kept talking. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good anyways, movie. It's a good movie. Good it's, movie. It's, a, it's a good watch. Good yeah. movie. Um, yeah, so uh, anything else to say about it? We've given our grades. We've done spoilers. Watch 12 Monkeys if you haven't seen it. Um, yep. I, I think it's a good virus movie for this time, even if you're anxious about viruses, because it's not really about... Oh, that's something we haven't touched on. It's hmm. not really about the section of time we're in now. It's the before... And it's the distant future. Right, so there's yeah. no, there's none of the outbreak in this movie, right. which is interesting too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing about contagion movies is like, Oh, you can, you can do the outbreak if you want, but it's like, how much fun is watching the outbreak when you kind of already know, like what that looks like, you sort of know what it's going to look like for a massive spread. Like, yeah, you, you might have like the visceral response of like watching a mother watch her child die or vice versa. But <laughs> but I'm so, but but you know what I'm saying? Like like the narrative, like the narrative thrust is is that interesting, you know, at that point in the story. There can be a lot of drama. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I suppose, I suppose um, if you center it around a character, you can maybe find something there. But well, and it's funny because the you know, 28 days later is one that I think is pretty damn good. And that mm-hmm. one basically follows the guy. And I haven't seen it in years, but it's not mm-hmm. about you know, like to outbreak is like Dustin Hoffman and Morgan Freeman play the the scientists who are going to, you know, discover the cure or whatever. I don't think that's as interesting as the movies where it's just Joe Schmo, you right. know, and which I think is kind of what now they're played out as hell. But what kind of made zombie movies interesting mm-hmm. is because basically they're outbreak movies, right? I mean, yep. you know, and, and you're you're typically following Joe Schmo, you know, the guy, the every man who you think, you know, who you could be. You could imagine yourself in their shoes, right. fighting off the apocalypse. World is going to shit, dealing with people, dealing with the virus. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically where we're going to be at in about two weeks, you know? Damn it. Come on. Come on now. Yeah, I don't know. This I don't pop- think that's going to happen. Let's, let's, let's have some fun. Come on. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, anything you watched that was fun this weekend? Uh, let's see. I watched... Okay, so I watched more of My Hero Academia. I did say... Okay uh last episode it was the worst season so far yeah it's Um, improved the last two episodes have been much better because they finally got back to what the show is which is fighting and character growth and blah 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 um 
So the last two were good. Um, much, much better, but uh, it's still the weakest uh, season so far, at least this half of that season. Um, but I, uh, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy, I still enjoy the show, still enjoy the characters, even though it's a shit season. Nice. Well, Hey, once in a while you get a shit season and there's a bounce back. I feel oh, like I'm, usually that's not what happens, but I I've been reading the manga. So I actually know what happens moving forward. And I know this is the lull before some really great shit comes. Sweet. So I'm, so I'm not, it's kind of like a, like, Oh, we just dealt with some big shit. Let's take a breather. I still would have done. I still would have done this in like four episodes or five episodes, not like ten. But whatever. yeah, is it doing like the C- CW Netflix thing where it's like there's like filler, two filler episodes, and then something important happens? It's and more then... like it's more like the last ten episodes have been all filler. Oh, uh, but then like the fifteen episodes before that were all amazing and sweet. So. Nice. Uh, so, uh, Hey, out of curiosity, um, speaking of anime, Mm. um, have you broken down and watched Castlevania season three yet? The reviews are good. The reviews are good. I I don't give a fuck what the reviews say. Oh, I really don't. I, I start, I I started watching it. Castlevania is like, the characters aren't great. Uh, I don't think the animation is that great. Really? Uh, it's very choppy. It's very like, I think the frame rate is low. There's a lot of kind of like, are you sure you weren't missing a few frames there? I don't know. It's not to me. I think it's vastly overrated and uh, I find the character so goddamn boring. Are you going to watch the third season now that you've put in the work to watch the first two? I don't know. Cause spoilers for Castlevania fucking Dracula's dead. Dracula's bite. bite. <laughs> <laughs> pinky's out podcast is not liking your commentary that's right now. Uh, you know different different strokes but uh uh, uh you know dracula is gone and he is the most interesting he part was of the, the most fun yeah. i liked him i liked uh his interaction with uh god i forget his fucking son's name um i don't know it's it's not for me it's okay. just it's not for me okay so. uh speaking of tv actually yeah. Uh, I, I have been watching and I don't know if I've talked about it, but better call Saul is still great. Uh, just killing it. Um, we've got like, uh, Hank is back and, Mm. you know, Gus and, and all the old timers, except for Walt, um, are in there small roles, small enough where it's not like annoying that Hank is back because it's like, oh, you just, you know, like made up this huge backstory for Hank. That was clearly, you know, uh, but no, it's really good, really dramatic. I know. I think there's one season left after this. Mm -hmm. Um, and the route that his relationship with, I believe Meg is the girlfriend's name is going. Uh, I think it's going to end in disaster, like more disastrous than could possibly be really imagined considering she's not even an afterthought by the time we get to breaking bad. Right. And she seems so important to him now. Um, so I'm really excited to see where that goes. And then the Westworld season premiere That's was this right. weekend. Um, yeah. And it was awesome. Just was it awesome, dude. Yeah. Like now we're out in the real world. Mm. And it's like a mix of like Blade Runner and Tron. Like that's how I would describe how it feels to me. Like the new Tron with the 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 spaceships Got look it. like those yeah. those like yeah, and like the music is awesome. Um, Aaron Paul plays like ex military who clearly has had some shit go down. What's her name? Evan Rachel Wood now is just like a scary badass robot that's ready to just destroy humanity. Right. I think this season's going to be good. I really do. I hope so. My problem, I've I've. I love season one. I love season one so much. I think it's one of the most tight narratives I've seen because of because of like the setup of episode one, which is still, I think, one of the greatest episode ones ever. And then the subsequent, uh, I think it's the last episode or maybe it's the last two. The revelations in the last two episodes are amazing. Just amazing. And uh, I feel like everything after that is going to be like a, I guess a variation on that kind of twist of like, Oh, you thought it was this, but it's really, it's really uh, this time. Or you thought this person was this person, but really they were the same person. The whole, like, 
I have a hard time thinking of a narrative twist or place that you can take the show that isn't going to be, I guess, comparatively lackluster. Because sure. I think that season two is lackluster compared to season one. I would say that even the first se season, it's an uneven show. Um, the beginning of the mm. first season, I loved. I thought it got a little bit confusing and jumbled as the season went on. Right. Uh, I will say the second season has maybe my favorite episode, which is American the one that, yeah, that yeah. episode is incredible. Yeah, season, season two has some really high highs, but I feel like they're fewer and far between. Oh, but there's some horrible shit in it too. Like yeah. the whole samurai world thing was pretty stupid. I, um, I love samurai world, but it was really just kind of like, okay, so, you know, just different setting, same concept. They didn't do anything with it. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And I, uh, so, uh, but I will say when Anthony Hopkins came back in season two, uh, the show just got better and I doubt he's going to be in this one at all. Right. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but the fact that it feels so different as far as being in a different setting, yeah. um, where all the characters are at Bernard, for instance, he's in like a weird spot now. Right. Um, I'm, I'm excited. And the first episode, I liked it way more than I thought. I kind of, I, I'm not like a huge Westworld fan, right? Sure. I don't think it's like amazing, but I started it kind of, it was one of those where I was kind of like, ah, like, okay. Yeah. You know. And then yeah. by the time 15 minutes went by, I was like, oh, okay, I'm I'm in on this. This okay. is new. This feels fresh. Now, I'm not as excited about that as I am to watch Kingdom, though. Kingdom Season yes. 2 just yes. released. So yes. we'll have to talk about that in the next couple weeks. But um, but yeah, anything else that you watched? I watched you, most of you, Season 2. Okay, and your thoughts so far on, on Season 2 of you? I, I liked what Netflix did with the show. Um, okay, you know, I liked uh, I liked that they they went bloodier. They went uh, there. There are swear words now. Um, there are swear words. There are swear words. Not that that like I'm not like a 13 year old. Like I don't need swear words to make me feel good about being an adult. Yeah, but, but murderers uh, and the, their ilk swear, so it makes sense yeah. to have swear words. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm actually enjoy. Joe is straight okay one season one joe is easily the most charismatic interesting <laughs> yeah you yeah. is actually really pretty good yeah um, so pinky's out thinks that you is good and yeah. check out pinky's out podcast by the way it's a a beer drinking podcast so if you drink beer listen to their podcast i mean you can't go wrong right right uh so i like um <laughs> uh so i like um I, joe is joe is actually more interesting and more charismatic in season two which like I did not think they could actually pull off, but somehow they did. They've done okay. some interesting things with the character, uh, performance choices that I would not have seen coming. Uh, he's I mean, really good. The actor that plays him. I like good. it. Yeah, yeah. He's very good. Uh, uh, so the new love interest, love, uh, yes. love fucking don't love that name. Um, do you love her? No, no, I don't. <laughs> the, uh, she was great. And, uh, Haunting of Hill House. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, really, really don't like, at the end of the day, Beck was kind of basic, but I liked Beck more. Uh, love, she's she's got some darkness to her. Like, I feel like there are hints to like a twist later on in the season. I have two episodes left to go, so uh, no spoilers in the comments. Right, yeah. Well, you just kind of gave that away. Um Oh, you don't know what the twist is. I don't know what the twist is. And you're I'm not an idiot. So, no. I mean, I, I don't but think they are shocked. No, but they, they've laid the groundwork for some sort of dark twist. Uh, 40 uh, hated Which him. Which one's 40? Is that the brother? the brother? Is that Love's brother? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 40 started out as a character I fucking despised, but that was by design. The show wanted you to hate him. Uh, and then I started getting to know him, and then you're like, okay, I see a little bit more. And then in the last episode that I watched, which is the... The quarantine episode, actually. Okay. Um, You're uh, getting there then. Yeah, I am. I am. Um, they uh there's a revelation, and once again, really strong performance. Um, and I, I liked the writing on it. And there's a part of me like it's funny about you. I, I hate hearing myself in my own headphones, but I can't turn down the volume because then I can't hear you. Um <laughs> so you know, the problems of podcasting, but, uh, uh, I, 
I see myself and I see other people in these characters, which is a good sign. Like, of, well, of what's good scary character. is how much I see myself in Joe, right? Right. Which is what's scary about the show. And that's what kind of makes it fun. I, I yes. don't know. It's like a really heightened version of like when you go out of your mind with an obsession, you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are moments where like, you're like, okay, I know I'm not that bad, but also the fact that you just see, uh, a distorted mirror image of yourself on screen in a murderer. Uh, right. It's, it's, it's enough to make you take pause. Um, but also I see some of the stuff in 40 too. Cause I'm like struggling writer, a uh, guy who is worried about failure. You know, it's like, it's stuff that I feel like anybody who's any sort of creative deals with. And um, yeah, it's universal and maybe a little bit basic on that level, but I feel like they do just enough with it to make it fun and interesting. Um, it's fun, but it has moments that are so fucking stupid. I can't forgive it. And it, and it makes me, it makes me hate like whatever episode it happens in. Mm. I'm like, I'm detached from the episode. Uh, you're far enough at this point where there's like the comedian, the stand up comedian who, um, he runs into at the party and, and the little girl who lives in the apartment building is like right. creating a movie with him. Have you gotten yeah. through his whole? thing yeah yeah what happens to him yep okay that episode broke me in stupidity because everything that was happening was like why is everyone being an idiot no Mm. you can't clean up that mess yeah you you get stopped jaywalking like give me a fucking break the lapd are gonna stop you for jaywalking at 2 30 in the morning there's just Stuff right. like that, but yeah, it was. Uh, there were some contrivances going right. on in that one. Um, yeah. I do. There are times where I'm like, you know, I do feel like Joe, but then at the same time, sometimes I'm like, dude, Joe, like just relax. <laughs> like he hates, like he hates everyone. Like he hates all of LA culture. He hates everything that like anybody stands for, really. And I'm like, dude, can you like? can like, like he's like the ultimate hipster and that nothing is good enough. Right. Um, You're right. Uh, he is fun though. He, he makes is fun. He, he is fun, but also I'm like, dude, just fucking chill out. But I guess he's chill. a murderer. So you can't fucking tell him to chill out. Yeah. He's uh, not a normal person. Alex. No. <laughs> and uh, it is funny how you feel like an asshole because it's like you are when, when he's in trouble, mm-hmm. you're like holding your breath. Like, Oh, don't get caught. You're like, well, we want, we want you to get out of it. You know? There's, I feel like with him, you, there's enough good in his character that, and it's funny because I see sort of, it's kind of like the idea of like, you know, this is cliche, but like women want a fixer upper. They don't want the perfect guy. They want a guy that can be worked on. Um, and Joe is the ultimate fixer upper. And it actually works for male viewers too. Cause you're kind of like, dude, just come around, just come around and have a redemption arc. And we can all just we could just forget this ever happened. Yeah. It's, it was a little blip in your life. And those people were bad, except for a couple people that maybe weren't bad. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to be how it ends. But it's I not going to be how it ends. But there's, no. there's, uh, the show is designed to make you hope for that. Right. Um, it is yeah. funny, though, because you know damn well they can't end that way. No, no. You know? It, it ends as, a, as, as fucking, uh, you know, uh, Norman Bates, you know, staring right. at the screen. You know, that's how it ends. But uh, I, I, um, I still, I fucking hate love. I hate her. I, she right. is so fucking irritating. She is a little bit irritating. Yeah, like every scene when like the the CW type romance scenes, like when they go to her like family reunion or whatever. Yeah, and it's like what it, I whatever you what is it I blank you what does he say? Oh God, I wolf you. I wolf a uh, God. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it veers into and like the thing is is like when you're in the honeymoon phase of any relationship, like you've said dumb things like that. We all have said dumb stupid things like that i don't know i don't know about that one maybe maybe but see like i don't feel like okay if there's like some cheesy stuff like that it like in real life it's not that sincere it's like a joke right you know what i mean whereas in this it was like oh you could just feel her heart swell when he said it you know i hate she's so melodramatic that's what i hate (laughs) is she's so melodramatic it's like shut up 
God well, damn it. Also, I'm excited. Her mom hits her, and I just I just want her to just beat the shit out of her mom. Right. I'm, I'm the sorry. The parents are terrible. The second that you're an adult and and your child or you're you're hitting me, I feel like all gloves are off. I no, just totally. You know, so whatever. I'm excited to see what you say next week. I'm excited for your your probably, overall review. I'll probably finish it tonight. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Don't leave me in the dark. Don't tell me until Absolutely. we record. Unless, unless I get pissed. Okay. Yeah, that's true. You never, I mean, you can't get that pissed at that show though, right? It's not like a show that you can, could you? Look, I'll be Are pissed. you that into it that it can no, piss be, you I'll off? I'll be pissed if like, look, I've been fighting watching it. So I'll be pissed that I broke my principles. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this. And only... To then hate how it currently ends, I would be pissed that I wasted sure. my time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I only watched one other notable thing. Sure. What's that? Um, it was called uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid. And okay. it was a Spanish movie um, done in the vein of like Pan's Labyrinth a bit, <sighs> where it's these it. kids living in Mexico City. I think it's Mexico City. Um, and basically it's about these kids coping with the drug cartels in Mexico and mm -hmm. like, you know, one of their mothers is kidnapped. People are, their families have all been kidnapped or killed or whatever by this cartel. And it follows this, this, it begins with this teacher basically, um, introducing like a fairy tale project to this class of kids. And there's a little girl who kind of takes that to heart and it's kind of the, uh, are the things she's seeing real or are they just like the coping mechanisms that she's creating? But sure. highly recommend this one. Highly. Really How good. How new is this? Uh, came out, I believe, it, I think it's like One Cut of the Dead where it technically had like a 2017 release date. But I don't think U.S. people saw it until like September of last year. It's on Shudder right now, which okay. there is a 30-day trial of Shudder going. They uh, The the Shudder In promo for 33 days during the... Um, the, you during know, the quarantine. During the quarantine. Uh-oh. Did I just lose you? Well, it seems uh technical difficulties happened. Up, oh, you back? I didn't. I lost I you left. for a second. No, oh, yeah, okay. you did. During the quarantine. You you went during the quar. Fantastic. Yeah, that's what happened. So everybody that's a, saw that's a that. great that's a great face for me to freeze on. <laughs> Perfect. You'll have to watch it back. But no, it's uh it was really good, man. I think you'd like it a lot. It's, okay. you know, it's not as, it's not as good as Pan's Labyrinth. I don't think it's as good as The Devil's Backbone, which was the other one that he made that was a little bit like that. Um, it's not, like, I went into it thinking scary because mm. of the trailer that I watched. Um, it's not scary, but it is very heartfelt and good and emotional. And, and it makes you realize, like, Every time we bitch about our everyday lives, like there's people in certain parts of the world dealing with shit that we could never imagine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the importance of stories for people that are going through a hard time. You know what I mean? That right. escape, that thing, that coping mechanism. Um, we've both probably used those before as metaphors in our lives. But imagine how much more sweet it is for somebody who needs it as much as somebody like this character. So, right. I really enjoyed it, but yeah, cool. that's all I've got. I don't know. You got anything else? No, I just find it funny. You know, we keep on watching all of these things that are subtitled. It's, it's kind of insane. It's kind of sad that we can't find all these things. Although we have good shit too. We I have think good it's, shit too. We, have, we have a lot of good shit. I think it's the globalization though. I really do. I just think that uh, other countries are, you know, the means of production for a film are getting more and more readily available. Right. So I just think it's, it's to the point now where you're going to see good shit from every country because everybody's got ideas and everybody's got an interesting take. And that's kind of like, what that's where like when you're this far in is like, as far as we are into content, you're like, I need something new, you know, give me that well, creativity. Cause I can't well, fucking stand another fucking 12 monkeys where it turns out that he saw his own death. Yes. Uh, well, and, and how much easier is it's, we can see it right there. I mean, we just click two buttons and boom. Like when yeah. I was a kid, I don't remember. I mean, I remember crouching tiger, hidden dragon coming oh, out and I it was like, that. Oh my God, there's a subtitled big movie out. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. 
So, oh my god. So yeah, yeah, nowadays it's like you go on Netflix. There's a shit. There's a shitload on there. So yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to put the uh, you know the the old uh, too much optimism into this whole quarantine situation, but you imagine what this would be like without streaming? Oh my god. Oh my goodness. I mean, yeah, I've got all of this, but I'm tired of like 95% of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, once in a while I go to this here, oh, wait, no. I'm going to try this. Can I do it? Nope. It's so hard. It's so hard. To, there we go. This, um, yep. and it, like, sometimes I walk up to it and, and I always find something, but you're right. It's like, you know, like there's stuff here that I saw years ago that I haven't opened that I needed to have cause I like it, but I'm still not in the mood to watch it. You know oh what I mean? man. You're one of those. I can't, I can't buy a Blu-ray unless I want to see it like now like with it with like within a week. Okay. That's, that's kind yeah, of my see, rule. Sometimes though I order it. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to watch that. I'm excited for that to come. And then by the time it comes, I like, I, I don't, I'm not in the mood for it, you know, but I will be someday. Someday. I will be. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I got. I don't know. Anything, anything else, uh, you know, anything you want to talk about, anything that you're working on, you know, while you have this live um, forum, so to speak. I mean, I, I'm working on writing and I'm working on character designs and stuff, you know, just, just standard stuff that we'll probably never see the light of day. Just do it. Just release it, you know, yeah. just, you know, um, but yeah, I, I've got, we've got the the show this weekend. We have started a comic version as well. So obviously, Alex, you're welcome to join on that. Uh, we've started done the a first, comic version. Yeah. So, la- so the first Sunday, a couple weeks ago, we did the first 18 issues of Saga. We did the second 18 issues of Saga last or three nights ago on Sunday. Okay. Um, and then either this Sunday or next Sunday, uh, uh, downright nerdy works in the healthcare world. So he might not be very much available, but we're going to do all-star Superman, the first six issues. Love it. And then the next one we're going to do is finishing off what exists of saga. So if you ever want to join in on any of those, feel free. And obviously you would be able in the, in the, in the, uh, the line to recommend shit as well. Cause obviously, you know, I pushed all-star Superman court. (laughs) Right. Right. Yep. I know you. I know you. Yes. But, um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, I've been Jackson. I've been home at the movies and, uh, thank you for uh, tuning in and we will talk to you next week. I'm hoping that it cuts here because it didn't cut.